This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. The free sweet corn. You like sweet corn, Sunder? I love sweet corn. Have you ever as had matter, any of this? As a matter of fact, Here we one go. of my farmer friends brought me two big bags of sweet corn. Wait a minute. You on have Sunday. farmer friends? I do. Believable. I do. Really? And what did they bring you? Two huge bags. Oh, and of we sweet thank corn. you for bringing four ears in for us. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, right. That didn't happen. Uh, anyway, Bob Writings will not do the Doris Turner trick. He will bring sweet corn in <laughs> oh. and give it away. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely free. And Doris will be in line and then she'll drop some by here. That's what they're going to happen. Uh, Bob Writings, famous sweet corn. Uh, he is it's just about ready to harvest. Keep listening. We'll be telling you where and when to pick it up absolutely free. Going to be located at the dealerships, obviously, in Taylorville, Jacksonville, Lincoln, Decatur, Pena, and Monticello. Other locations around the listening area make plans to attend Bob's big 48th anniversary party in Taylorville on Wednesday, July 26th. Free food, free sweet corn, prize drawings for the entire family. Um, is Taylorville in your... It was not in the district. Not anymore. It was. It used to be at one time. Yes, it used to be at one time. How I much, spend a lot of time in Taylor. How much of Christian County do you I have? I only it? have about 12 precincts in Christian County Just now. precincts. That's yes. it in yes. all of Christian County. That's it. I have um, all of Springfield, Chatham, Rochester, and a big chunk of Decatur. You have all of Springfield. I do. Every single little nook and cranny in Springfield city limits. No, you've got. I, have, I have the city. I have... Jerome, Southern View. You go down to Chatham? I do. I spend a lot of time in Chatham. Well, yeah, okay. No, I understand. Yeah. Um, how difficult is it to change districts and like that? I mean, are, are the are the concerns the same? You know, a lot of the a lot of the concerns are the same and a lot of it is just constituent service, making sure that you're out and about and staying connected with your constituents so you can, you know, talk to them and understand what it is that they need and be in a position to provide that service. How difficult is it sometimes to say, folks, we just can't get it done? You know, I think that people, what I've always prided myself on is just being open, honest, and transparent. And whenever someone comes to me with a problem, I always start with, I would do whatever I can to possibly help you. And we, um, you know, go from there. And people appreciate that because, you know, they, they everyone knows that you can't do everything. I don't have a magic wand and, you know, just be able to, you know, switch things away. But... I, I give it my all, 100%. Is the day gone or rapidly leaving the station where people call you up and say, Doris, I need a job. I need a job. I need something. I was talking to somebody the other day. I know that, and I'm not involved in this, but they're filling a position at State Fair, and I can't believe the hoops now one has to go through. There was a day, Doris, you know. You walked in, you had the resume, maybe already decided you got the job. Now for that out there, because it is a coded position and mm-hmm. it's not at will, you apply and all types of resumes and then maybe you get called, you know, the, the days of just handing out the jobs, maybe the at will jobs, the double exempt mm-hmm. are still available. How often do you get those calls? No, things are, things are very different. You're absolutely oh, right. I, I remember, um, you know, back in the day, people would call and say, hey, I want to work at the state fair. And yeah. then, you know, you could you know, get people in. And now you do, you have to go through the same um, resume. You have to go through the same application process of anyone applying for any type of state job. Um, But, you know, things are different, but, you know, we, we work within the parameters of which we are given 
And the only thing that we can do is, you know, I can't guarantee anybody a job. We, I simply cannot do that. I can just point them in the right direction and give them information that they need in order to make that application. Was it different when you were an alderman? How often did you, I know Frank Coons will tell me, and I believe Frank, he said he just didn't do it. He didn't want to get involved in that. I kind of differed with him uh, because I think maybe if somebody is in your ward uh, and they need a little summer job, maybe, maybe you just tell them what direction to go. Was it different when you were an alderman as opposed to, State Senator? No, it's it's pretty much the same. I think, you know, the same hoops that you have to jump through for um, state employment or the same hoops that you jump through for county or city employment. That's just the world in which we're living nowadays. What are you surprised by Paul Palazzolo? Re- resign, resigning? You know, no, I know that Paul is, oh, he's a Kiwanis guy oh in God. and out, yes. in and out. And I know that he um, is very active in Kiwanis. So, you know, I would think that this is his dream job. This is like his dream come true, that he's able to work within the Kiwanis organization at this level. I'm really excited for him. You know, his daughter was very active yes, in Kiwanis. And if, if I'm not mistaken, she held a national I think position. She did. I think she did. So I think this is a dream come true for the Palazzolo family. I'm really happy for him. So do you think that we might be able to get a Democrat in there? Can I talk to Andy about that appointment? Oh, I think it's a slam dunk. <laughs> slam dunk, you have no chance. That's the slam dunk. Slam dunk, you don't have a chance. Um, do you have your dream job right now as a state senator? Is this your dream job? You know, I think it is. It, it's it's something that I never thought was within my realm of possibility, but I get up every day just loving every minute of it and really excited about the great things that we've been able to do throughout this district. And, you know, you, you see it every day, the, the you know, the possibilities and uh, the rewards. So I'm, exci- well, I'm really excited about it. Well, well, I can see, obviously, and let's just talk, first of all, the railroad relocation. Mm-hmm. When that started, did you think it was going to happen? I mean, it took so much commitment by so many levels of government. And, and we know what Senator Durbin did and so on and so on. We know what the congressional delegation did. Then it took the city to get involved and the county to get involved. It certainly seems to have worked. It has. And believe it or not, the railroad relocation project was a project that I began working on when I was on the county board and then took that to the city council and now at the state level. And it, it was a project that a lot of people now that are, you know, 100% behind it were not in favor of it, never thought it would get off the ground. And just the possibilities are open. I remember back when we first started working on this project, um, actually, Gail Simpson and I, Gail was on the city council and I was on the county board and we fought really hard to get this project off the ground and running um, in spite of a lot of opposition. And one of the things that we always said that we wanted to do was we wanted this project to open up possibilities for economic development to the east. And I see that happening, and and so I'm really I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish and what that new corridor is going to look like in 2025. I think that it's a it's a win win for this entire not only the city of Springfield and the county but this entire region. Speaking of Gail Simpson, we had opportunity hadn't seen her in a long time. She was the Corn Ferry tour on the day opening, and she did the honorary first drive. Did she the T? And Doris crunched it. Mm-hmm. right down the middle. And I had no idea. She came by where we were broadcasting from, from the uh, HSA, or excuse me, a memorial uh, 
facility and uh, from their tent. And she was a delightful. And I said, you play a lot of golf? She says, yeah, I kind of do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And they said, a lot of pressure. The whole world is watching all these pro <laughs> golfers. And she steps up to the tee and cranks it right down the middle. Yeah. I didn't, are you surprised she has walked away from politics? Well, she's not. You know, she just got elected to SMEA board. She went? She just got elected to SMEA okay, board. But I thought yeah, maybe she so. would run again for alderman. Or I know she ran for mayor, and I think that mm-hmm. that, that tie race, you know, kind of yeah. drained her a little bit. But, you know, she's still been very active um, in a lot of different projects on the political spectrum. So even though she is not in a, uh, did not run for a higher office other than SMEA, she's still been very, very involved. And, um very instrumental in a lot of in a lot of things. I was uh, Gail was my seatmate for four years. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, she was my seatmate for four years, and uh, we got a lot of really good stuff done for the East Side of Springfield. I really enjoyed working with her, and have continued to work with Gail on a number of projects. I'm excited about her being on the smear board, though. I think that her and Deborah Grant are going to bring, and along with um, you know their colleagues, and and especially Jeanette Goza are going to bring a different perspective to that board. And I think uh, I'm excited about what that's going to look like. So when are you going to have the press conference with the governor and probably representative coffee? When are you going to have the press conference to tell us about the expansion of the BOS center? What are you talking about? I will continue the question. When are you going to have that press conference when we know there is going to be money or available or so on or the city, the county is going to expand the BOS center into the parking lot across the street and make it a beautiful facility and everybody's going to be happy. I've been saying that all along and I know it's going to happen. I just want to know, can well, you give me an approximate time? You know more than I know. So, no, I so, don't. So you tell me when we're going to do it and I, I'll make sure that I have, well, wasn't a, there some, I'll make sure that I have appropriate clothing on. Wasn't there some legislation passed though that enabled count or places like Springfield, the exposition board to do this, to fund it by a motel increase in the fees and so on. So I was able to get some, some legislation. Yes, I know. We're gonna, <laughs> see, just bear with me, folks. It takes time and she won't give me the exact date of the press conference, but it's coming. All right. Tell me about the legislation. Seriously. No, there, there in all honesty, there was sure. some, le- there was some legislation passed that will allow uh, funding sources sure. for projects like this. Um, that's the first hurdle of it. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Is it a first that. come, first serve? Do people get in line? Do governmental units get in line for this money the, the, to, to these projects? Or is it like, oh, this seems like a good one. We'll go with this one. Do you know? You know, I, I, it's going to be a process. So Is it, that determined it, by the governor's office? You no, know, it's going to be a process, and it will really depend on, um, you know, project by project. And 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 so keep in mind this that legislation doesn't mean that you know um, BOS Center can go and get however hundreds of million dollars dollars that mm-hmm. they need for this. It's just a uh, one piece of a funding mechanism. Um, the downtown Ninth Street, Eleventh Street Transportation Center Railroad relocation, uh, the memorial, obviously. Uh, to things that happened that we w- wished didn't happen in our history when it comes to race relations, that's going to give everything, that's going to give that area a whole new look, is it not? I mean, it's going to be incredible, the potential changes it, that it really, It really is. And, um, you know, I do a lot of work with Downtown Springfield, Inc. Sure. And 
I am just really excited about what I'm seeing downtown. You know, you and I both know we've lived in Springfield. Our, our, you know, I've lived in Springfield my whole life. You've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. And you remember how vibrant downtown was. Oh, my. I mean, it oh was, my. you know, 830 at night. It was hustle bustle. That was our destination uh, every Friday night. Every Friday. We would go downtown and, and have dinner and then, you know, just do the shops and those kinds yep. of things. And so I really see, I don't think we're ever going to see that type of resurgence but I am excited about what I am seeing, more people coming downtown and, and the different shops and specialty stores that are opening. And, you know, so I think that we have to continue to do that. When you look at what's happening around the hub and what that's all going to look like, that's going to drive people, you know, downtown. No doubt. Yeah. I and, agree. I, and uh, you know, there's going to be more entertainment and educational opportunities, you know, and we're still very eager to have, um, you know, our – Local universities, you know, relocate. You sure. see, Sangam, uh, I keep wanting to call it Sangamon State. I'm dating myself. Yeah. Um, UIS is looking at coming downtown. So, you know, I'm excited about what it's going to look like and, you know, just happy that I can play a small role in that. Do you see good things happening on the east side of Springfield? I mean, I know what the west side's doing. I know Southwest is doing. And there's an article in the paper the other day why do all the new places go to the west side? Are you comfortable with what's going on on the east side? It can always be better. You know, I think that I get up every day working hard to do what I can to move the east side of Springfield along. And I have a lot of good partners. You know, I work very closely with um, east side elected officials. And uh, and we all are doing everything that we can to drive business to the east side of Springfield. I think that I've had a very good partner with uh, Governor Prisker at, at the state level with, you know, doing what he can with economic development on the east side of Springfield, most especially up and down that Dirksen Parkway corridor. And, um, you know, I think that the the jewel of the east side are the people. And, um, you know, we get a lot of, and I say we because, you know, my um, I've lived on the east side of Springfield all of my adult life. And I believe that, you know, we're, we're things are moving along. And um, it's, it's not what it, it's not what it was, but it's also not what it can be. And we're continuing to move towards the can be. You're going to be a frequent guest here and once know, a month. Wait a minute. No. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited about that. No, so I when tell. I, when I went into, when I went into the Senate, I started doing a monthly with Jim Leach yeah. and um, yeah, with Jim Leach, my good buddy, guy. good guy, very yeah, good guy. Good and guy. I love spending um, spending that time with him. And so now we have expanded it. So I'm doing um, a show indicator with Newhoff Media okay. with uh, Brian Byers yes. and um, have WTAX with Joey. Joey. And uh, and I'm very excited that I get to spend this time with you. I think it's a great opportunity to continue to stay connected to, um, you know, people in the 48th. Well, I always ask favors in return. Hey, I got you. You know I got what? you, buddy. Not next month, because next month you're going to be, or combine you, if you will, with Governor's Day at the fair on that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And note that Senator Durbin is bringing in the guest speaker, as he always does, mm-hmm. to visit with U.S. Senator from Nevada. Um, and I promise I won't embarrass you or anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I'll make you the same promise. <laughs> I won't embarrass you either. And, but uh, September, think about it. September, October, we're going to come out to the backyard. Yeah, September's my birthday. We're so, doing it. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's September, do it on my birthday. The cookout, the breakfast, get Cecil up early. We're having make it. Make the great breakfast, whatever he wants. 
your son, if he knows some basketball players. From he might know a few. Uh, a few from Lanphier. He'll bring those yeah. folks by to say hello. You know, he had, so a great, he had a great uh, tournament deal with with uh, Lanphier, Southeast, Sacred Heart, Griffin, and, uh, and MacArthur High School. It was phenomenal. It was called the Winners Conference. Just recently? Yes, this they week, did. Last weekend or uh, whatever. About, about two weeks ago. Yeah, but they had about they had about two hundred kids here and two hundred kids in Decatur. Just let me say two words: Lincoln, Lincoln. <laughs> oh my God, they're coming back too, aren't they? <laughs> they're coming back. So can you do me a favor though? Yeah, sure. Since you have this big connection with Lincoln, yeah, like can you, Sam, who? Can yeah. you ask? Can you ask them if we can have a little bit larger section than that that <laughs> that four by four that they give us every year? I'm uh, just saying. As long as the memory of Phil Schmidt stays around, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a guy who could so antagonize on purpose the the Lincoln Railer fans. Because you're right, they gave him a little small. But Phil, one day they had assigned seats for the visit, and they put him up on the balcony in the corner <laughs> against the wall. Well, he didn't stay there long. Yeah. You know Phil Schmidt. Yeah, he came main room, baby. He's I'm on the floor. But you and know, I'm we got you, that we got that little bitty space. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you do know the time when um, Ed Horton was playing, and um, Wajida Rahim came in for the cape around. Cape. I was broadcasting the game. Oh, Superman. Were you I'm really? Sitting, I was in Lincoln at the time on the balcony. I said, oh my God, folks. I mean, he is good, but now he's Superman. We're in deep trouble. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They'd already won the game. They'd won the game. They were way ahead, and uh, they came and put that Superman cape on Ed Horton. I'll never forget yeah. it. I broadcast that She's the number one Lampier. You I, think I'm the number? I'm number two. She's the number one Lampier I fan. I talked with Lauren Wallace, uh, the basketball coach, a long time at Lincoln, who was the coach at the time. And said, I'll never forget that. He yeah. said, I'll never forget those guys putting that cape on. What was it? Bob Nyka probably still coaching then? Mm-hmm. I would bet. Classic. Uh, classic. Always good to see you. Thanks. Good to see you, too. Thanks for wearing that SHU shirt on. That looks very nice on you. <laughs> <laughs> it says Big Orange Nation. Yeah, I think she means the line now. Yeah, right. <laughs> see you, Doris. North Side Pride. See you. <laughs> see you at the fairgrounds on Governor's Day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.